Welcome to this special edition of the On Mission podcast. My name is Mark Mennell, sitting in for our regular host, Chris Wright, and I serve alongside him as part of the Langham Partnership, working for one of the three programs of the ministry, Langham Preaching. And you can find out more about that and the rest of Langham's work at our website, langham.org. That is L-A-N-G-H-A-M dot O-R-G. Chris is away at the moment with a very packed preaching schedule around uh, a number of different churches, and that is why I'm hosting this episode. It's a special edition because I recorded a conversation with a Ukrainian church leader and was asking him about the conditions that Christians are facing in the country at the moment. Due to the volatile nature of the situation there, we're withholding the name of this particular leader as well as his institutions for his safety. And as you'll hear in the coming minutes, we have many reasons to be in prayer for the church in Ukraine and indeed for the whole country. Langham Partnership has a strong network of scholars, writers, and pastors in Ukraine, and you're about to hear from one of them who remains in the country. It's our prayer that you will gain much from this special edition of On Mission, as well as be given fuel for prayer. This time I'm meeting an old friend of mine, and an even older friend of Langham, someone who was a Langham scholar and is deeply involved in developing literature and preaching in Ukraine. He spoke with me this morning, the 12th of March, from Poland, where he is staying with friends. But as we'll hear, he's certainly not sitting on his hands there. We started by talking about Maidan, the huge square in Kyiv, where popular resistance to the Moscow-controlled government back in 2014 became overwhelming and the government was overthrown. It's partly Russia's claim that this was an illegal coup back in 2014 that lies behind the current 2022 invasion. But our brother, whose name is again being withheld in these precarious times, was present back then, eight years ago, and he sees a resurgence of what he calls the spirit of Maidan from what Ukrainians describe as the revolution of dignity. Before we get to this, our second special episode from Ukraine, we've heard in the last day that the seminary, where our brother interviewed in the first episode, teaches, suffered from a significant attack yesterday by Russian shells. Reports say that nobody was injured or hurt, but there is some serious damage to the buildings and property. And it just brings home how dangerous and grim these times are, and shows that the appeal to pray for safety and protection for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine is far from an empty one. So if you've not heard that conversation, then do listen to it and pray on before we get to the second episode. So it was just a few years ago, months even, when you and I were standing in Maidan Square in Kyiv and you were reminiscing about what you'd been involved in in supporting those protesting and you know making hot drinks and praying with people in Maidan. So that was 2014. And what a strange day to be talking about this now. What, what are your reflections on all of that? Um, it's interesting, Mark, you asked me this question because um, I see direct connection with uh, what I experienced during Maidan time eight plus years ago. And what I see now around me, not only in, in Ukraine, but in, um, in many other places. Uh, we're able to, to be now. Um, I, I'm talking with you from uh, Poland in, in a place of friends of mine uh, whom I knew since uh, Soviet time when I was still mm -hmm. in underground church and who were coming secretly and uh, 
Um, and so we remained our contacts and, and so when the situation became very tense, they in, uh, invited me and my wife to come, old friends. Um, but um, look here, I'm, uh, we found ourselves um, just surrounded by so many people from Ukraine. Uh, moms, I think Poland's but, uh, taken the most refugees from Ukraine, hasn't it? Oh yes, at least a million. It's it's always wow. everywhere. It's um, wow. It's so touching. But um, there there is a young girl here who repeats very often, "Don't worry, everything will be Ukraine." And first, I just thought, well, it's interesting saying, but then I, I began to reflect on it, and I, I love this um, great new saying. I found out it's it's used by many other friends of mine, and and for me, Mark, uh, it means that the Ukrainian spirit will spread beyond the Ukrainian borders to the entire world, mm-hmm. which is that spirit of courage, mutual support, sharing personal resources with each other. And yes, the first time I experienced this amazing atmosphere of boldness, solidarity, and love, it was during not even Maidan eight years ago, it was Maidan 2004, known as the Orange Revolution, of course. Mm. And now as the Russian army bombs Ukrainian cities, this spirit, or rather, um, I would say, not just human spirit, but spirit with capital S, is inspiring many Ukrainians to give their yes. own lives for others. Yes, which is very moving. I mean, I remember but, standing in Maidan with you and you you were identifying specific things that could only have been acts of God because just humanly they were impossible. Are you sensing the same going on now? Well, we have. Uh, I have a good friend in New York. He is... Um, a retired professor of um, Semitic languages and uh, old Eastern culture. And, and uh, he explains that Hebrew Bible uh, that we called Old Testament, uh, mm-hmm. has this central term in Hebrew, it's called, uh, it's, uh, it is Mishpat. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it means not only as we often find translated into um, judgment or righteousness or justice, but the, the combination of all these terms, uh, he explains, is a blessed society. This is what mm. God prepared for people to have. In what, shalom. What, it's not only shalom, it's shalom with justice. When people mm. are sure to, with each other, everything what they have, it, you know, people sometimes call it communism, but it's not, it's d- distorted understanding of this blessed society that only God can can give. It's mm. promised uh, by God to us. This is what mm. I believe is happening now in Ukraine and beyond. Amid the evil, bloody, unthinkable aggression of this uh, mad Russian tyrant. Mm. But we see everywhere a spirit of sacrificial love. Mm. And it, it's becoming new norm for many Ukrainians, but not only Ukrainians. I find it in, now in Poland, in Slovakia, mm. in, in Czech Republic, and I believe in many other countries. You told me you, you've seen it even as far as, as Britain right? yes. and, and many other places. Mm. So I think it is uh, this spirit that truly fitting to any human being because it gives dignity. I remember mm. the last year of Maidan was called Revolution of Dignity. Now it's uh, war of dignity. 
It's mm. for dignity. It gives dignity, confidence, joy, fulfillment mm. beyond anything we could obtain by any other means like force, mm. money, anything. Mm. So I think that it's God himself who dropped mm. this spark of his spirit onto my um, beloved Ukraine. And mm. um, when he saw the great suffering experienced by my forefathers over centuries mm. in my homeland, uh, you know, I believe uh, he decided to use Ukraine as his tool, not only in military sense, but also in this uh, sense of um, sharing at least part of who he is and how we can be with him. This, See what you're just this, go on. This is why I think uh, uh, that we are now all become. Um, becoming Ukraine, mm. uh, that's, uh, I, sh I wish even Russia will become Ukraine yes. in, in this very term, yes. that not, not Ukraine will conquer Russia, but mm. the spirits that we yes. now experience will, will be shared with our enemies. I believe this is what, what Jesus meant when he said, yes. love your enemies. Yes. I mean, what, what we're seeing is, I guess, humanity at its very, very worst. And, and you know, the bombing of that maternity hospital um it, it's just indescribable but then also humanity at some of its very best and there's something well it, it, it it's parallel with biblical history isn't it um indeed so i suppose one could say their, their kingdom values being spread way beyond the church even well and this is interesting because um uh, we usually say, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, um, um, you cannot uh, pretend that uh, you can you can be fulfilled with this spirit in society that doesn't know God. And even mm. we believers, were, of course, we're sinful creatures. Right. So this is now a new understanding for me, Mark, to see that God can work through anyone. And, mm -hmm. and in society, people who don't know him as you and I do uh, can sense this something. They don't know how to call it, how to name it. This is mm -hmm. probably our task as preachers to, to think how to uh, share with people this understanding that this is not just human um, ability. This is beyond of our... Because uh, it cannot be explained humanly, can it? No. No. But brother, you, I know that um, in the last few weeks, just tell us what you've been doing because you're, you're speaking to me from Poland, but you've not been sitting in one place. No, no, no. Um, uh, in fact, um, um, just a few days before the war started, and we don't know whether it will start or not, but uh, um, I felt that I, I need to take my wife away from, from there. Um, her, her, her health is not strong enough to go mm -hmm. through uh, this mm. uh, turmoil. So I, um, I when I when we were inv invited by our friends, I took her and also a family of a colleague of mine um, and uh, his wife and little daughter, and we we drove all the way to uh, to to this place where we are now mm. in Poland. And, and so um, after I was sure that everything is fine, I went back. Um, mm. I took. Uh, I took a plane um, and because I, um, um, I didn't think I, I need much uh, 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 car there. 
I was planning to stay in Kiev, in fact, and, and, and be ready to, to serve when, if uh, the war will start. And it looked like it was one of the last, very last flights, if not the last one, to Kiev. Wow. Um, because in a few hours, I came late at night to my home and five in the morning, I've heard uh, the, the, the war was started. Wow. Uh, so in the morning, um, I went, uh, uh, the, there was another day I spent there um, trying to understand. And at that day, was, I was praying that God will open for me what, what is next, how can I help others, how, what shall I do? And then, um, and then uh, next night, um, I've heard uh, quite well the, uh, the shells that were falling mm -hmm. somewhere. And I didn't go to, uh, uh, to any of the bunkers or mm -hmm. shelters. I just was uh, wondering. So next morning, a friend of mine called me and said that he is taking um, some family uh, out to West Ukraine. He said, do you want to go with me? Well, I was at the time I was thinking about my niece who is an orphan and who was staying there. So I spoke with her and I wanted her to go, but she said she would not go. Mm -hmm. um, well, um, I said, if you have two seats, maybe I, I will see if I can take my niece with me. Mm. Um, and she said, well, I may go if, if you have spa also space for my cats. So I asked him about the cats and he said, fine, we can fit cat also. <laughs> so in the last moment, I, we, we jumped into, into the car and there was no really time for, for thinking much. And I was thinking about this orphan young girl to, to get yeah. out from this hell. Yeah. And so we drove for 40 hours. Uh, we stopped on the way in a, in a village uh, where his parents uh, and brother lived, only to find out now that they are already in occupied place and nearby house is destroyed and their house is also partly destroyed. Goodness. Um, but uh, my niece is in safety. And um, after that, I was able to, to make another trip um, to Ukraine to rescue a family that was trying to evacuate, but was stranded. So you now had another car, the, did you, for that? Um, well, they were, it, they were getting on their uh, little car. Uh, mm. It was completely parked, but the, the driver, an older man than I am, uh, he, he had some uh, really heart problem. Oh. The, the road is difficult and full of unpredictability so he would not be able to drive so mm -hmm. i i went there i i took it i, I sat behind of the wheel and i never knew mark i never knew i am able to drive without sleep without mm -hmm. stop for 20 no for 30 almost 30 hours i had during this time only maybe um three times uh, sleeping behind of the wheel for 20 30 minutes Wow. But gave, God gave me extra strength, and so mm. the family is now in safety. Mm. So, what, a, what yeah. an amazing thing to do! Um, I don't know what's what, how God will use me, but because yeah. I'm uh, more than sixty years old, 
as you may know, um, I'm not stopped on the border. Uh, everyone else who is younger, they are not allowed to go back and forth, but I can go freely back and forth and, and help people. And so I shared with other people. And there is uh, this very morning, I, was, I received uh, email and a friend told me that someone wants to donate a van so mm. that I could go to pick up more people, bring Wonderful. them here and, and took some, um, some help like food and medicine there. Mm. So this is what probably God mm. wants for me to do for the next uh, observable future. Well, brother, um, maybe we can um, touch base in, a, in a, a week or two and just find out how you've been getting on. But would it be okay for me just to read a bit of scripture and pray for you, particularly with this up and coming trip with the van? please. Mm. So this is Psalm 121, um, famous verses. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And I love that Psalm because he's considering all the alternatives to appeal to for help, but I guess in a time of war like this one, all the things we normally rely on are, 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 have evaporated, all the normality. In the end, it's only the Lord. So I, I'm so grateful to you um, and that testimony that you shared and others we've talked about, the Lord really is using you. We pray that he would continue. So let, let us pray together. Yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what we've been able to talk in this deep darkness that this country, uh, that our dear friends, brothers and sisters, find themselves in. We thank you that, yes, you still reign, even though your purposes are obscure to us a lot of the time. We thank you that there have been many signs of your help already, but particularly with this van and going to rescue other people and connect people in other countries, maybe particularly Poland and elsewhere, we pray that indeed their help would come from you because you are the Lord of roads, of mountains, of borders, of empires. You are even the Lord of kings and tyrants. We pray that you would bring about great good out of these atrocities and horrors. And please keep our brother and his family particularly safe as they face so many things that are uncertain and frightening. For your glory's sake, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, brother. It's a joy to see you, and I look forward to connecting again very soon. Me too. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>